morning, listeners. <laughs> this is the Creative Brother. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 47, season 2, episode 15. There we go. That's the production stuff. Go. Okay, here we go. Thanks for listening in. I'm kind of feeling kind of motivated. This is my third episode in a week, maybe a week and some days. But I was motivated because I made some business decisions yesterday when I was um, out uh, <laughs> power washing my back patio um, and stuff and trying out a new tool I bought on Amazon. It's a 20-inch diameter circular, you know, uh, uh, cement cleaning tool. I had a 13-inch. Just too little. Just more time. I was just like, ugh. Got here all darn day doing this. If I get a 20-inch, that's less time. More, more coverage, less time. Actually true. Then the little one, I can take that and just get the little tight spots. So I was done fast. And Oh, let me tell you something. Oh. <clears throat> Don't I always start off with some non-related stuff and then I get into my, my stuff? I like doing that. I, I, you know, I sell equipment to the tank truck community, right? And tank truck and trailer. I, I had a dealership and all that too, sold that. A, a, a lot, you know, environmental services is what really the category, the overall category is. Plus, a lot of other stuff that people have helped me to discover. I didn't think about the fact that you can use this stuff for creating bubble caps underground, under the water, like you do in a fish tank. You know, an aquarium where you create bubbles for the, you know, the little entertainment bubble, you know, underwater guy with a tank suit on. Same thing underwater. I've done all kind of nonsense. But so, one thing I am is I'm a green guy. If you go to BigTruckPartsUSA.com, that's my store, my one store. I'm Wayfair now. I had eight. Now I just have one, but they all collectively still exist. You just can't get to the other seven. They all reroute you to BigTruckPartsUSA.com. Like Wayfair had 150. Same thing. They all route you now to Wayfair. Same deal. That's Wayfair's story. That's where I got mine from. When I saw it, I don't know, eight years ago, I thought... I'm doing that. When the time comes, I'm doing that too. Then I did it. <laughs> then I did it. It works. And I'm so scared to let go of those other seven stores you can't see. I'm like, oh, they're going to be here forever. I'm never stopping this rascals. They go, you just can't see them. But uh, getting back to what I was talking about. Oh, man. Cleaning, cleaning vinegar. You ever heard of that? I used cleaning vinegar yesterday in my pressure washer really safe for the washer too and then vinegar is you know it's just food right so i use that instead of the other solutions you could use you know we're poisoning our waterways if you're drinking water now you're drinking uh you're getting all kind of chemicals in you you're drinking you know you're getting stuff for your add in the water and you know if you got a little little neurosis you're getting that you're getting some stuff the fish are drinking the fish are when you eat fish out of a creek or a river, you, you, you're getting all kinds of pharmaceuticals, right? Don't eat fish, uh, creek fish, and don't eat river fish anymore. Sorry. You just can't. Now you're getting ADD medication and, and other stuff. And you're not even, that's what's causing us all to like we react weirdly. Like, what's wrong with her? I don't know. I'm looking in the book. I can't, it, none of this stuff is, it, it's a combination of five or six different things. Oh, how do we treat it? Oh, tie her down. Let's see what... Don't feed her any fish from the river. I don't know. But no, we... 2022 
you know, we, we need to think about some of these big but small things. Use cleaning vinegar around your house. Use it outside. It works really well. First thing I did was I pre-treated the cement. Came back an hour later. Ooh, hmm. Then the mud came right up. Everything's cleaning. Oh, it's just beautiful. I got to do the driveway next week now. But yeah, the two work great, so I got to put my little thing on Amazon. Yeah, it works as advertised. That's my standard response. Works as advertised. Give it five stars. Boom. I'm not talking. That's enough. That's for the people who don't need all that talking. Works as advertised. Boom. Okay, fine. I'll buy one too. So today we're going to talk about getting back to the essential conversation. <laughs> Here's the thesis. The year 2022 is going to be a year for recovery for the world. A really huge exhale. But just like in the recovery for the Spanish flu, it's going to be um, a year for growth and prosperity. Some things line themselves up in most countries, just like they line themselves up here in America. What I want to do is talk about it and show you my friends, what I see. Now I'm a I'm a really good forecaster. I made I made I made bill paying money. I made some bills. I made some bill paying money. Do it in corporate America and I make it still make it now. Part of what I do in my company, with the federal government and others, others that are pay me, is forecasting. I forecasted the um, what I call the swarm of 2021, January 6th swarm. Because that nonsense in uh, Bartles, in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, was a smaller swarm. I did a podcast episode on that. That if we don't fix this white male grievance nonsense, it's made up and fake. That if we don't fix that, that's the biggest problem in this country. That in the in-house, you know, stuff. I don't know what you call that, and I can call it all kinds of stuff. But I called it. If we don't fix that, I just didn't think it was going to blow up so fast. Well, I went from like, what was that, October or something when that happened in 2020 to January. That didn't take, we couldn't fix that. There was too much time. Wasn't enough time for the, wasn't enough time to recover from that stuff. So I'm really good at seeing stuff and, you know, putting down what I see and then forecasting on, you know, making uh, suppositions based on what I'm seeing. It's just a skill. It's a skill and a gift mixed together. And then what I am is, and what I was always told, and I'm not using other people's words, that I'm, that I'm pretty good at communicating it. You know what I always told people, listeners? Oh, that's just called willingness. I'm just willing to do it. Where are others in the room looking at me like, oh man, I wish I was willing to do what you're doing. Believe me, I see the eyes. When I'm in a room and I'm speaking and I'm with this and that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying what you just said, engineer over the department of this and that. Here's what the numbers tell me, the schedule, we're behind this and that, we're beyond that 15% recovery mark, proverbial recovery mark. So we're above, we're, 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 we're above that, we ain't recovering, according to history, you know. We're not doing that, so we need a replan, here's why. And then you got to be gentle because you need a friend later. So you just help that person understand, no, sorry, I see it differently. Here's why. Here's where. And then later on, when you're one-on-one, they thank you. Thank you for not whooping my ass in there. You know that the VP, all she wants to do is put a boot in your butt. You know, find reasons. You help. I mean, I got that if not hundreds, 
maybe a thousand times from people. That's actually a strategy that I read about as a young person around 18, 19. It's, um, you know, strategy of don't beat up people, partner with them, even when you're kicking them in the balls. <laughs> don't, you're gonna, somebody have to help fix what you said needs to get fixed. So it's going to be them. So let's get back to the, well, we're, we're really on the topic. Here's what it comes down to. Here's my topic. Here's my, here's my thesis. The year of the recovery from the COVID-19 debacle. Basically just an exhale, a huge collective exhale. Recovery is what we'll see this year. Okay. But what I also believe is that based on my forecast and based on, on, on what happened with the Spanish flu, there are some, some differences here between the two. We're going to get into it. And we're getting into it now. That's my first point. <laughs> Spanish flu was different. The world was at war, right? World War I. The war machine couldn't stop. It worked out. People found ways to cope with that. You know, that's my message here. Um, and from point one is that critters always find a way to cope. It's called evolution. That's the biggest word I can use to describe the coping mechanism of a critter. Call it human or a bug, right? Same thing to me. It's the same thing to me, listeners. I go to the bugs to look at what the human's going to do, right? And remember, if you've been listening to me, I was going to make my duck feed out of, uh, put some, you know, some, 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 some uh, locust protein in there from Africa. I went, went through the whole process of that. Then met the billionaire that told me, come over there and do it and send it to me. Remember that? <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> anyway, that, that was a fun. So I know a lot about how what it takes for a locust to get all worked up. Didn't realize that I was gonna see it for myself when COVID-19 came. Same thing. Swarm behavior. Oh my God, now they running together. All these folks in Canada on the bridge there for that one week, two weeks. What is that but swarm behavior, listener? What is that? All these collective minds that thought alike gathered up for the same weird purpose to stop two countries from doing business. Why? Because their feelings are hurt because they have to put a mask on. You know what I mean? To try to save you know, more folks. Oh my God. So Spanish flu, the war machine all over the world couldn't stop. So the societies had to keep going. What did they do differently? Mostly. We're going to speak on terms of mostly, not getting to the individuals. Mostly including America. The, you know, the folks that didn't have to be part of that machine that had to keep rolling family members, they went out into the country. Because remember, humans, just like other critters, most critters want to collect together so they can feel safer, collect, you know, share resources, you know, procreate and smell one another. You know, oh, there's females over there. Yeah, but they don't like you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my feelings are hurt. Okay, so... But back in those days, um, 1917, 18, 19, 
people weren't living as closely together as they are now. You know, they were more rural. Cities were smaller, right? So families went out into the rural areas where they still had families. And uh, you had a breadwinner. You didn't have what you have now, two breadwinners, in order to just make it. No one can leave with kids. Mm-mm. So people left, and then the breadwinner stayed and got sick and died or whatever, right? Or kept working. Kept making the weapons of war, cooking, or, you know, the, the periphery services, the food, you know, the restaurants and the food and the making whatever else else, okay? So they found ways. Um, point number two, today's societies are closer together with not as many places to run. And money created a problem for many people. We saw that. How fast did it take America to break down? How quickly? Not long. But, you know, listeners, we already saw that in 2008, 9, 10, when the recession or depression happened, right? Most countries' economies are running on air and spit. I mean, you know, really, air and spit, you know, and, 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 and willingness to get up in the morning and go do a bad job and get paid, I mean, you know, a, a crappy salary or whatever you're doing because you have a reason. You're looking over the next bed over as, you know, a kid or two or whatever, whatever your situation might be, you know, to keep rolling, keep it going. And that motivation to stay in the situation that you're in or it's got a small brain, just won't. Yeah, okay. When you find yourself in a drain, have you ever seen a, a, a critter in a drain? Maybe a bathtub drain? A critter you didn't know was in there? A bug or a beetle or whatever? Gets caught up in the drain, right? See, to me, that's what, to me, is gravity. Same, it's the same thing as gravity. That's what I tell everybody to, that's a good example of gravity. You get in a drain, you got a critter in there, trying to swim out of that drain, out of that, you know, the power of the drain, you must create energy that exceeds the energy, the drain, the water in the drain is creating in order to power yourself out of that, getting in, going down in there. Same thing with gravity. You get around uh, a sphere or whatever, uh, rock or whatever, that's creating gravity and pulling you in, you must create energy that exceeds the energy of the power of pulling on you in order to break free of it, right? So I just look at the the status of the world and I see people living in situations that require more energy than they are uh, expending. If they just put put forth more energy, they could break free of the gravity holding them back in the situation that they're in. Now, have they met the creative brother who put it to them in that particular, put it to them that simply? Because everybody understands what happens when you get too close to a, to a planet. Oh, here we go. You're going to get pulled in, baby. Everybody knows that. They might not know what the words are or the, they know the process. They know it. They've seen the bug in the drain. They've seen that. They've sat and watched it. Everybody has watched that and pulling for the bug or not pulling for the bug. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, you know. So that is the status of most people. And listeners, if you are listening, 
and my words right now are hitting you right, right in the gut. Man, that's my situation. I need to, I need to, I need to expend more energy to get out of that gravitational pull of my situation. That's all you gotta do. Now, let me tell you what that in, that important ingredient is. It makes it all right. You know, it, it, you know, you, you need something to make it, you know, make it go right, right? <laughs> what is it? Willingness. Willingness will make it go right. If you have the willingness, that's the energy that can power you out of the gravitational pull that you find yourself in right now. Get your ass up in the morning and just go do it. That's it. I'm telling you. And if you look at everybody that has made it with a story, go to CNBC and eat your lunch and watch CNBC. Look at some everyday people you don't know, never heard of. And they've done some stuff that are notable enough to be on CNBC, right? Listen to their story. What was it? What got, what was the, what was the, what was it that pulled them out of the gravitational pull they were in? Willingness? And you say, well, I don't even like that stuff. Well, they don't even care. Because enough people, because of the willingness they put forth, enough people found that intriguing enough to make it worth it for them. So all I'm saying to you is do the same thing for yourselves. Drum up the willingness, the energy required, higher and greater than the energy holding you back. And you will find yourself out of that orbit and into a new path in life, the one that you decide to go on. There it is. All right. So, number two, societies uh, were too close to, you know, we're not close together as they are now. We watched that. We watched a lot of people get broken free of the gra- of the gravitational pull they were in called bad, uh, bad, bad lives, bad jobs, not enough money, uh, all kinds of stuff. But money was a problem for a lot of people because of the breakdown of the economies all over the world. It caused problems, cash flow or the lack thereof for a ton of businesses many of whom were started because of the Spanish flu. Long time, even around 100 years. Not anymore. They started because of tragedy, or out of tragedy, and they ended because of tragedy. Isn't that a trip? My grandma was born in 1917. So she would have made 100 years. Some people actually I read about were born when she was, and they got, you know, and they got COVID and made it. 100 years old, 99 years old. Those are the stories, oh. That's the kind of stuff I stop for, I do. You know, some dude won the lottery yesterday for $385 million, good for him. I hope you do well with that. I hope you live a long time and you do some good things. But I stopped with the story where the 99-year-old lady or the 100-year-old dude who was born in Spanish flu had caught COVID. And like, you know, two weeks later, they out during their daily walk already. And some 35-year-old doesn't believe in it. Now he's, we heard about he died yesterday and left seven kids behind. Oh, my God. Couldn't, couldn't break his gravitational pull. Right? Okay. Point number three. Well, you know, let me finish point number two. 
because actually you know what let me, let me think about this <laughs> okay here we go yeah point number three I got front and back pages I summarize and I just kind of go down the page point number three a big problem for what we saw that didn't exist as much in Spanish flu time was trust and the lack of it today and you know a lot of this is centered around who are you listening to and I, I'm going to underline you I got a red pen right here. I wrote my stuff out in blue. I like to go down the page when I'm when I'm saying it and write stuff in there, even though I'm not gonna say it again. Who are you listening to? Hasn't that been a problem, folks? With COVID, people getting people dying because they listen to the wrong person. Let me tell you something that's interesting, and I'm proud of myself for not judging them. You know, Duck Feed USA, my Duck Feed business. I told you I started it. It was supposed to be a manufacturing business. But because I couldn't get my equipment, I decided to, let's see what happens if I turn it into retail while I wait for all this nonsense to pass. And then I'll go ahead and get my equipment and then we'll start making it, start producing it. Well, I did a little retail thing. It didn't get the velocity that I require. And I have other irons in the fire. I just decided to stop the retail. Maybe I'll do it later, but probably won't. I probably won't. I've lost my zeal, (laughs) Z-E-A-L. My inner zeal and willingness, to be honest with you. So, but people would call me because they saw the store and they would call and they would go, "Um, do you sell ivermectin? And I'd go, what? No, I was calm, actually. I was calm. I go, because uh, I know what I know what it is, right? Just the first time the person called you, you're caught off guard the first time. You're not anymore after that. Kind of like diving into a diving pool. If you're scared to swim, you can't swim when you dive into a swimming pool. First time is the only time you're taken by surprise by what happens. Second, third, third time. Or anything you do after the first time. First time is always kind of a, you know, butterfly experience, right? After that, it's like, yay! Any water in there? Here we go. So the first phone call I got, you, do you guys sell ivermectin? And the people are calling, they're nice. You know, they have the lilt in their voice. Yeah, I was looking to see if you sold ivermectin. And I said, oh no, we don't we don't carry ivermectin, just the duck feed, you know. I don't know who would sell that. Um, this is not something that we do. But good luck, and, you know, good luck. Oh, okay, thank you. That's it. I just kept the lilt in my voice like, oh, no, that's not something that we're into. But good luck. I None judgy. How many did I have I received so far? Mm, probably more than two hands worth. Maybe working on the third hand worth. Yeah, I respect it. They're choosing that. That's, they're listening to the wrong people. But here's how I see it. It's just, Earth has Earth has a lot of humans on it. And, um, you know, you have different types of famines and different negative things that happen that wipe out critters. You know, bug famine, beetle famines. Now, we had a human famine. We're going to knock out a few humans. Make more space on the planet. And, you know, more jobs and all of that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, in, I'm not here to judge the universe and what the universe is doing. I'm here to listen to it and then come and talk to you about it.
That's a pretty good one. Okay, point number four. And then this is one on how can an ant eat an elephant? I can an, I have a saying about can an ant eat an elephant? This is what I talk to high school kids about. And the answer is yes. And then I ask people, do you know how they can do that? There's always one mofo in the crowd that the most, the most, I ask the question because I want to see who's connected their intelligence to their, who's, who's smart. That's a smart response. That's using your intelligence to logically reason right there and you've been practicing it. So it's not something you can do unless you've been practicing. The answer is yes, one bite at a time. You can eat anything if you can chew it. You just need to go slowly, right? So yeah, I can eat an elephant. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but sure, I can eat an elephant. Just gonna have to eat it one bite at a time like I do everything else. I know about, you know, there's an old uh, commercial about uh, how many licks does it take to lick a, you know, a, a lollipop. I forgot what that is, what lollipop it is. Uh, but the, the owl grabs it from the child, he licked it twice, lick, lick, and then he, then he bit it. Crunch, 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 two. <laughs> it take two licks. It took me two licks. That's, I don't know how old y'all are, but that's probably still showing somewhere. Europe. I don't know. <laughs> Here's point number four. The ants will eat more slowly this year, but we'll still eat. Good things will happen just more carefully and slowly. The ant will eat the elephant. Just gonna take more time to eat it. Gonna take more time. And I put together a, a sideshow uh, book of, of, of uh, points that for point number five, because point number four, that's just a statement. The ants will eat more slowly this year, but we'll still eat. Good things will happen just more carefully and slowly. Now, let's talk about that it's quickly. Recovery and exhale. The ant will eat more slowly, take a breath, go get a nap, come back, take another bite. Kind of like what a lion does in the, out on the savannah, right? You know, you feed the children first. It's a big meal, big water buffalo. Well, that's, yeah, well okay, we're not on the savannah. We're, we're on the river. And it's a big meal. And the, the hyenas and all them don't know yet. Oh, but when they find out, mm, you have to get up and eat real fast. And you got to move on. Okay. If you're a cheetah, you got to eat fast. Because here come the hyenas. They... They, they kind of flank you all the time because you're good at hunting. They just come steal with you, with your kill, right? <laughs> but the lion, you can go get a nap, come back, get a couple more bites, play with the kids, you know, whatever. That's what's going to happen in 2022 for everyone. Companies that are still around, oh, think about the company. Let me just explain to you from a business perspective, the person who runs them. You've been, let's say you have been, it's been a struggle for you because going into COVID, you're already tightly wound up because you basically are not right-sized. Your business is not right-sized. You got too many, too, you got too much, too much of the wrong stuff and not enough of the right stuff. So not enough real revenue, not enough uh, in, uh, revenue velocity to really Comfortably go to bed at night and dream about stuff, you know, other than uh, t tomorrow morning, what you got to do tomorrow morning. 
Whereas too many people, too many, too many this is, too many bills, too many bad customers, too many accounts pay, you know, receivables, way too many account receivable payables, um, you know, too little accounts receivables and too too many accounts payables. That kind of stuff. Business issues, you know, you got business issues. Um, and so what happens is, is that not COVID. You had COVID. You had the right size yourself, forced the right size, right? Penalties all over the place. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Well, guess what? 2022, you, man, you're trying to just get your heart rate back down, right? Lower your blood pressure. Recovery, right? But you got some opportunities. Um, some of your competitors, you know, they want they hung it up or fell off the wagon or some of these baby boomers want to sell to you now. They've been kicking your butt for a while, you know, keeping you at a certain level. Two million dollars a year. Can't get beyond that two million. Whatever. Now you can buy this buy these guys. They have some reasonable terms. But you really want to relax a little bit and just, oh my God. But hey, you got some growth opportunities. You might have to go ahead and try to do both. You know, go see Mickey, you know, Mickey Mouse in Disney World, you know, and then try to also get you some good terms and buy somebody, acquire some companies, a couple of companies, add them to your stable. Okay, that's one way of looking at things. Second way of looking at things is, you know, you are on the lowest scale of the economic ladder where you you broke free of the gravity been been holding you back, right? Or you've been holding yourself back. Let's just face it. You broke free. Not necessarily because of what you did, but because of what was done to you. Right? You got laid off, fired, whatever else. And 7.5 million baby boomers have left the working world and ain't coming back. The world is already, the USA and the world has already changed. But people are in bubbles. And they don't necessarily feel it yet. Right? From the lowest bottom uh, person at the bottom who is just paying bills week to week and not getting all of them paid. Right? We know who you might be one. Because a lot of people make good money. And they still are, you know, bottom at the bottom of the ladder because all of it's going out. On lifestyle nonsense. They don't need cars and this and that. Whatever. Okay? Make good money. Good money. Spend good money. At the same place as the person that doesn't make good money and, and, and just paying their basic bills, you're at the same place they are. They have more than you. Okay? Be honest with you. So here's what I think the, the five types of people that I came up with right now. As I said, people are in bubbles and don't necessarily feel it yet. The ball frog thing. The boiled frog. You in the you in the pot. You in the pot. You don't know it. <laughs> you don't know you're in the pot. The one thing about being in the pot is that, you know, the boiled frog thing is that it goes from fine to not fine real fast when you find out. That might be the worst of the five here. Uh, yeah, I think it is because it goes from thinking everything is great to like the house fell in on you. Just like I'm, I'm talking right now and five seconds later the house fell in on me. I might not be able to finish this podcast episode. 
And you're like, where'd he go? Oh, a bunch of noise. Somebody call 911. Where is he? Call 713-911. Ball fraud. The truth will come fast. Okay? Number two, in your, you're in the bubble. You're in your bubble. You're in your own bubble. That's a big one. That might be the biggest one. Actually, I think it is. That's you're in you're in your own bubble. Let me underline your because that's an important word right there. Your, your bubble. It's an in your own bubble thing. And the, the the key to this one is is inevitability will come. What will come is coming. It's just like driving 90 miles per hour towards a wall, brick wall, three bricks deep, and then cinder blocks behind that. Two two three three layers of bricks and two layers of cinder blocks with, you know, metal beams in between all that and five foot in the ground, you know, every three inches. You're not going through that, my friend, unless you're driving, unless you have a jet plane. I don't know. Even then, you're going to rip the plane up, right? So it's inevitable that the bubble you're in, you're thinking that I can make it. You're not. You're going to hit that thing and it's going to be an issue here soon. So you're in the bubble. Inevitability is going to be your, not your friend soon enough. Number three, the folks that ignore what has been going on, just keep their, keep or put their head down, you know, keep their heads down, put your head down types. You talk to them. How are things going for you? Ah, oh, you know, same old, same old. Just got my head down. Just doing the same old things I've been doing. You're like, really? Huh? Now, I work out of my home office. I've been running my company out of my home office, except for my dealership. Now, I'm getting out here soon to do my, de- my development stuff. I'm in the planning mode right now, you know, and all this other stuff, executing towards the plan, towards the development mode. It's not the same for me. Are you kidding? Oh, you are you kidding? I could say that, but it's not. And I have a, a really so serene environment in which I work. You know, upstairs office, downstairs office. One of them is a also slash music room, the upstairs stuff. It's not the same. No head down here. Can't be. The world's changed. Are you kidding? But the problem with that is, is the surprise is coming. No, that's not the, yeah. The surprise is coming. You know, it's coming. Uh, you'll be, the problem with that is, is you will get taken by surprise. Put your, ignore it. Put your head down strategy. You put your head down, don't pay attention. Then here comes the monster. Just walk up to you and then when you hear the feet crunch on the, when you hear the crunch of the feet on the, on the leaves, it's too late. King Kong is standing in front of you, looking at you. Oh, your dinner, lunch, breakfast, snack, whatever, in between the teeth of the monster. Because you wouldn't be at your head down. You're going to get taken by surprise. So number three, and the ball frog thing, I'm not sure which one's better or worse. You put your head down, or you're in the ball frog. I don't know, ball frog is, you think everything's good, but it's not. Ignore put your head down is, it's just being, that's just, um, I don't know what to call that. Number four, <laughs> I don't know what to call that. Uh, keep Keeping your head up. Actually, you know what? Number four is business as usual, which really kind of sort of could be number three, too, but not really. Number three is keep ignore it and keep your head down. 
right? Do what you've been doing. Business is usually is just not actually, you know what? Let me change that. I had this thing in order the way I wanted it, and I changed it on the spot, and it's wrong. Keep your head down, keep your head up is number four. Let me tell you why. That's a positive. When you keep your head up, you see you see stuff coming, and you can prepare for it. You see the monster coming. You don't hear the crunch on of the leaves, which means it's right in your midst, right? You don't want to hear crunching the leaves and don't see it in front of you. It's either coming from the side like a velociraptor or behind you like a, a, a predator, a lion. Oh, my God. Which Both of those are terrible. Velociraptors get you by, take you by surprise by one standing in front of you. Then the one on the side is the one taking you by surprise. You know, like in Jurassic Park. <laughs> right? And then the lion sneak up on you from behind. Okay, anyway, so, I don't know. So, at the end of the day, keeping your head up is better. It's what you want to do in life. Because you see it coming, and you can prepare for it. The crunching of the leaves, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get it, unless they're practicing a way far off velociraptor strategy where the velociraptor is standing on the hill two miles or a mile away, you can see it. And then the other one snuck up on you took two days and they're finally like right there and you can see the velociraptor on the hill a half a mile away distracting you and then when you get distracted whoop that goes to the side of your head you feel some teeth oh my god this what kind of I call that a Chinese velociraptor (laughs) the Chinese do 50 and 100 year plans did you know that 50 and 100 year plans. That's what they do. So that could be a Chinese velociraptor. That's what I call that. So keep your head up. Most 80% chance you're not going to get that velociraptor, that Chinese velociraptor. You're not going to get that. You're going to get the crunching of the leaves stuff. Number five, business as usual. I got biz as usual. You're missing out when you take that strategy. You're losing out, missing out. Status quo, you're maintaining your status quo. It's different from ignore, put your head down because that's just ignoring the change in the environment that's going on around you. And then business as usual, you just keep, they kind of go together. You're practicing what you've been doing because you are ignoring, because you are ignoring and put your head down, you're practicing business as usual. It means you're missing out, you're losing out, Maintaining status quo, you know, and that can hurt because you're not ever you're not evolving based on what's happening, and things are not going to go back to what they were. Okay, which gets me to page two here. Here's what happened when the Spanish flu ended, and then we'll finish this thing up. This is going to take two lessons. It is it's going to listen to this one half and then the other half, maybe three lessons, ten minutes each. What happened when the Spanish flu ended? Did a little research for you. Like I said, we're on a 100-year cycle. So I'm practicing Chinese stuff right now. I'm going back 100 years because I believe this is what's... It's already been set up. Wait till I tell you. Remember, growth and prosperity is one of the things that happened exactly right after. Well, what's the natural thing to come behind death and destruction? Growth and prosperity, right? 
I mean, it's just the natural order of things. If you're paying attention, if you have some insight, if you're practicing insight and having just a little bit of perspective. Okay, growth and prosperity. Just getting back to normal is that. Because think about, just look at children in school, public school, any kind of school. Children in college. Okay? Children, I mean, they've been disrupted. Two years worth of disruption on kids. That has done a lot to these kids. Now, the last time we had an impact on society was American society, well, worldwide. It was the recession 2008 and 9-10, right? And the millennials got hit with that. And just when they recover, boom. Just when you start going out and buying stuff from the recovery money, you get some recovery money. Now you, now you got hit again. And now you got kids too. You have kids. Oh my God. Now you got divorce because you didn't make it. You had never actually been in the house together for a week at one time with no vacation stuff in there, drinking and, you know, lusting and going on the beach and seeing one another half naked and go back to the room and make a baby. You ain't never done all this stuff. This is, I don't like her anymore. I don't like you either. Matter of fact, I kind of hate you. I think I'll practice some polyandry now. Have my other two kids from somebody else. <laughs> That's episode, podcast episode number 45, I think, or 43, polyandry. You make a strong society, a strong species when you mix it up with, right, don't, monandry, that's what men want. Just pick me, have my kids. Yeah, that ain't helping us, that ain't helping your species when you got one man and seven kids. How about you get three men in there and have two each, maybe four, right? <laughs> one gets three. So, growth and prosperity, just getting back to normal. Here's a thing where you're going to go, oh, he's right. Infrastructure legislation for America, that's a 10-year appropriations thing. You can't, the people who come in behind that, they can't undo it. They, it's written into the Constitution. That's why, think about it, folks. If you could come in and undo the last folks stuff, we would never, our society would be raggedy. That's why it was written in. You can't come in and undo what we did because, you know, you don't like us. So for the next 10 years in America, you're gonna have the effects of the infrastructure legislation. If President Biden can find a way to get these two Democratic senators to buy into some parts of his Build Back Better legislation proposed, that'll, that'll help on the people's side. The infrastructure legislation was, you know, jobs and, you know, based around rebuilding America, raggedy America. Raggedy America, I said it, I've been around all of it. It's raggedy, even the best. Even the best parts of America are pieces of America, neighborhoods. You don't have an entire American city that's fantastic. If you if you know one, let me know, because I haven't been there. I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. There's no fantastic. You have a neighborhood that's fantastic. You run through there, you're like, wow, this is nice. You know, but then you then you get to a bridge, and on the other side of the bridge, they don't clean that side. And from there, all the way to the lake, it sucks. That's called the south side of Chicago. Uh-huh. You ever been there? 
Oh, there's a place where you come from the lake all the way up to the one side of the bridge. It's beautiful. Go underneath the tree. Go underneath the railway trestle on the other side. It starts a whole entire new thing. They don't even pick up the paper on the other side of that railway railroad trestle. I could I could give you the the the, the, the map codes to get there so you can see for yourself. It's ridiculous. Okay, so let's hope that part of the world that I know of in Chicago gets get some legis get some infrastructure money because that's jobs and all of that. Here's another thing. The infrastructure legislation that's happening here in the USA is happening all over. Why? Because it's a natural critter thing. It is. Everything fell apart. We, we, we must rebuild. It's an opportunity now to do it. So it's getting done all over. It's going to create jobs and opportunities for those that are willing to break free of their gravity, the gravity that they're now in, the gravitational pull of their current life. Break free of it and go do it. There it is. Now, here's what's interesting for uh, American citizens and all that. The baby boomers. Seven million baby boomers left the workforce. They ain't coming back. They are not coming back. There are jobs galore, opportunities, businesses, and all of that. Small businesses ran by baby boomers. They want to sell them. They can, they'll come up with some good terms and get on out of there. If you are willing to break free of the gravity, you know, of the cycle you're in now, the, the gravitational pull, these are opportunities for you to do so. Here's a, here's, an, here's a piece of advice from someone that, boy, I can come up with a strategy for anything, you know, and it'll work. If you want to break free of your gravitational pull, you want to get into business and you want to do it, you know, you want to, you haven't figured it out. Find some opportunities with someone that will allow you to uh, pay them over time. Out of the revenue that you're making, from the velocity of the revenue you're making. And the terms you need to set up are, are like this. If you can't pay, you lose the business. The same way you lose a car if you can't pay for it. But you maintain a share of what you have paid for. Huh? Uh-huh. That's the little part you never hear the business uh, advisors tell you about. That's what you get when you get to create a brother. You get that extra, that extra engine, horsepower, brain horsepower stuff, right? They ain't even working with. This is that, let's say you pay on a business for two out of five years, make all your payments, and then that COVID stuff hits you. Well, now, now they got some stuff kicking in that they can come back and yank your business because, you know, you're not giving them the money they need to make money, to, you know, to pay their bills. They can come back, take it back. But now you own, based on the five year, year in two, that's 20% per year, you're a 40% owner. They're still majority owner based on how you set it up. Simply, you don't lose what you put in. They get back what they haven't been paid for. Huh? Huh? Okay. Now you might be glad you listened to this podcast episode. That gives you a way in, honey. <laughs> I'm always waiting for, to, for a way to a way, for a way to call somebody honey. Man or man or woman. I don't care if you go if you're King Kong. If I get a way to call you honey, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna look right at you. All I want to see is your reaction. 
That's what is made of gold. Is your reaction to me calling you honey? Oh my God, I did it. So yes, so just a little side piece there. Learn how to negotiate your terms, honey. Did it again. That's how you advance in life when you are caught up in gravity trying to pull yourself away and you, you want to create some opportunities. Terms, honey. Terms. You remember that. I said it three times. All right, let's move on. Here's a big one. Because this is what you read about a lot. And I have seen, I felt this one. I just feel America has has devolved. It has. Across the board. And I am not the get out of your yard, my yard guy. I'm pulling for young people. I sell to them. I partner with them. Blah, blah, blah. But what I have noticed is, geographically, people are staying in place. Like back in the times when Ford was making his Model T's. Right? People don't can't afford to move. The only people that are moving are the people who have careers. And I'm doing the, you know, the air quotes. You know, air quote. Career types who have careers where you can, you know, they'll pay you to move to Boston to be a banker or programmer or whatever, you know, tech people. So it's kind of sort of slimmed down to tech, huge in tech. Move here. But also what happened is, is people started saying, you know what, I don't want to be up there. It costs too much to live where y'all are. I'm poor there. I'm rich here. I got re- I still get recruited to come out of my business to do stuff. And I always tell folks, okay, here's what it's going to take. It'll take a fortune. A fortune and more. Two, three fortunes. And they're like, wow. Really? Yep. Oh, now tell them, don't, don't get your feelings hurt. You call me. I ain't call you. I don't know you. I'm being nice, too. This is the nice creative brother. But when I was in corporate America and, you know, as I rode, as I kept rising up, you get more and more calls. And I remember getting the call when I first started my company, the first time when I was younger. I had a gap in between um, oil and then going to DC with my then wife to, I, then I was FAA. I got, I had a gap there for three years when I was in my own business. Uh, There's a reason for it, a really great reason. And they paid me to do it. I benefited, but I was on my own, did really well for three years and then made a personal decision to do what we did together, okay? Um, I got this call from IBM, a recruiter for them. And they were like, I want you to do this and that for us, executive level. People are always trying to throw that stuff in your face like it means, you know, carry it on the stick stuff. I'm like, you know what? VP ain't nothing. You're barely above manager. You know what? Stop with that carrot dangling VP nonsense. Not interested in that. You're working harder than you are when you were just director or manager. You, you, you really ain't even in the room with the real leaders of the company. That's EVP and up, right? Or area VP, area VP, then EVP. Depends on how thick your company is on the layers. So they call and they're like, yeah, you know, vice president. I'm like, uh, here we go. And uh, they were like, well, you know, move to New York. We'll pay you this amount, you know, this amount of money. They didn't know I already knew how to negotiate a salary, which is you tell me all that you need to tell me about what you're paying me, and then I'll make up my mind whether or not that's the money I want, and I'll make you pay. But I'm not giving you my number first. If you make me, if you want that, I'll just hang up on you because you ain't professional. 
you're working for some nonsense company or you're nonsensical. I'll just hang up on you. There's your answer. And then when you call back, oh, we had a disconnect. Nope, that wasn't a disconnection. I meant to do that. Okay. Why? Then you get why. Feelings hurt. So they wanted to know why I wasn't interested because I was immediately like, oh, no, thank you. But thank you for calling out the blue. How'd you find me? Then they, oh, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'll go, well, but here's what I would need to do. I need to go and do some research on what, what the lifestyle number is that I would require. Plus a markup on that for taking me out of my small business and my family. I'm married to a, a naval career officer where we have a baby. And a great life here. I got rental properties and, you know, family and stuff and all that. So it's a markup on the adjustment on what it takes to have my lifestyle I have here where you are, plus a markup and some cash to pay for it all and some cash for a bonus for me making the decision to do it. And I said, is that a, too rich of a number for y'all? Just, you know, telling you how I'm going to do it, what the process is. That process was too rich. That was, no, that seems expensive. And I said, but you're calling me out the blue. Yeah, 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 you're right. Well, Eric, thank you. And I said, you know, thank you. Because every opportunity I get is just practice for the one that matters. And that was it. Boom. I probably hurt feelings. I didn't mean to. But I bet you she got an education she didn't plan on. She sure did. She thinks she calling a little person. You might be a VP lady. I've already done that. I'm CEO. Thank you. Okay. So, there it is. Geographic shifts. Because of the people now having to pay more money and they can't recruit because they had crappy jobs, you know, and paying enough, treating people like crap, now they're going to have to rethink what they're doing and do better. 2022 is going to be, um, they're going to have to learn that this year. Either lose their business or make an adjustment to treat people better. And out of that, you're going to see people move, moving. Career types and non-career types too. Some people who didn't go to college, who have been having, running a restaurant, a chicken restaurant, 10 years. And now you can recruit that person to be over all of your restaurants. You only have five. They're in Texas, you're in Georgia. This person been kicking butt. We're basically running the business of this owner. So you bring a man, now he's or she is over five restaurants. You get it done, right? So the fix. What's going to kill all this? Republicanism. The cycle. We have a cycle here. Republicans break, Democrats fix. That cycle is going to screw it all up. Okay? Caused by short-sightedness and a lack of insight. What's the fix, yo, folks? And I'm going to finish this thing up. What is the fix? Individuality. You need to know the cycle and use it to your advantage. I just told you. Republicanism breaks stuff. The Democrats fix. Right now, we're in the fix mode. We got uh, midterms coming up. If the voters kill the Democrats fix period, we're going to have a new thing. They typically don't do it. If they do, then we'll have it. There it is. That's the end of my stuff. So what am I saying? Don't expect much from 2022. 
if you go fast, it's going to cost you. And the good, fast, and cheap motto. Good and fast ain't cheap. Fast and cheap typically ain't good. I decided to slow down my project, and I'm probably not going to crack a crack open a first pro, a first uh, uh, anything on construction till the last part of the year, because I'm just going to slow it all down and take my time. With that said, have a great day today. We will talk shortly. Bye bye.